Hi, and welcome to From the City to the Country podcast. My name is James, and together with my co-host Victor, we are going to discuss various topics from the news to raising a family. We hope to bring you our unique opinion and experience in life, giving you someone you can relate to, and maybe even learn a thing or two. We both have lived in the city our entire lives, and my family decided we would move to the country, or at least the South, as I now reside in South Carolina, and Victor in California. Now, as you can imagine, these are two entirely different worlds, so please enjoy the show as we dive in. Welcome back. Uh, We're going to pick up where we left off last episode. Uh, We talked about some global warming, some mask issues, some vax data issues, as far as it relates to hypocrisy and common sense coming out of uh, the talking voices that we hear on on the TV, politically, media, that type of thing. But this time we'd like to touch on uh, same, same, same common sense, same hypocrisy issues going on, but we want to talk about gender and the way that gender has been known in history and the way that gender is being portrayed now and how there's some truth that needs to be said and some understanding that needs to be had. And I think there's some, some good points made by some really smart people on this topic. And we just wanted to go ahead and share our thoughts and opinions. And I think they're common everyday opinions. I think, I think most people feel this way. There's a very small minority that feel differently, but somehow that minority gets the bigger voice. So we're just trying to make sure not that the majority should rule or not that anybody should be treated poorly because of it. Because I don't advocate that at all. I don't think anybody should be treated poorly. I think they should be treated with compassion because I think there's an issue that needs to be understood. So we want to we want to touch on that. Victor, go ahead and kick us off. I know this was something that we had talked about the other day, um, not on not on podcast, but over text message that we we felt we wanted to discuss with you guys and maybe get some feedback from you guys out there listening to the show. And maybe we're way off base. Maybe there is a huge audience out there that, that thinks that what seems like common sense or should be common sense is not is not really common sense. And with that, we'll talk about uh, gender. We're going to talk about how the gender-neutral display issue, gender-neutral M&Ms coming up these days. So what do you, what do you got for us, Victor? Well, uh, it, it, I think it's more pronounced here in California than it is in uh, where you are. But uh, some of the new laws, so we were, I was looking at uh, the new laws that were passed for 2022, just to kind of stay informed and see what California has in store for us the next couple of years. But um, one of them is – it's, it's a – a new law and it's basically CA you guys can probably check this out too it's CA uh AB 2826-19R which basically states that uh stores with 500 or more employees be- in the beginning of 2023 are going to have to have gender neutral displays for toys for children now i have a little bit of an issue with that because why do toys have to be affected on this general neutral thing if they're for kids, right? Kids, boy and girl, pink and blue. It's always been that way since the beginning of time. But (laughs) to me, it sounds like, to me, it sounds like a huge power play. Only employees, 500 or more, have to have these displays? I mean, that's most of the stores out there. I get that. They're saying mom and pop shops don't have to. But 
there's not that many mom and pop shop toy stores out there. And why just toys? Why not clothes? I mean, I, I think about this and I'm like, look, m- my son's going to walk down the aisle and my daughter's going to walk down the aisle. And it doesn't matter if one side of that aisle is toys that are for boys and one side of that aisle is toys that are for girls. I don't know how you make it gender neutral because the toy designer is still making the toy for a boy or a girl. And in my mind, all toys really are gender neutral. I mean, I'm not trying to raise my son to be a girl or my daughter to be a boy in any, in any sense of the way. But if my son wants to play Barbies with his sister, that doesn't make him a girl. In fact, Barbies are a good way to understand the family dynamic and repeat that family dynamic and, and enforce that family dynamic. Absolutely. And, and that's the other thing, too, is that uh, for Christmas, my daughter wanted a Nerf gun. It wasn't pink. It wasn't girl-specific Nerf gun. She got a big old scope with a plastic toy gun, and her and her brother go out in the backyard and shoot each other until someone gets hit in the eyeball. And, and it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be pink and girly for girls to want to play with it. And it doesn't make them a boy because they want to play with it. But good marketing would say, if I put colors that girls like on this item, I could sell more of them. Yeah. That's just good marketing, right? That's I want to sell more Cheerios, so I'm going to put honey and sugar on them and sell them as Honey Nut Cheerios. Like, that's the same product with a little flavor to it, right? And that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about toys designed for an audience. Whenever you produce a product, you produce that product for an audience. If you don't have an audience in mind when you produce a product, you're not going to sell your product. That's, That's the end of the day. You really need an audience for whatever you're selling. Even this podcast needs an audience for what we're trying to sell. Hopefully people want to listen to what we're talking about and therefore we'll gain some followers and some listeners and we have done a good job with our product. It makes that product nice. I can make a poor product. I can have an audience and you could want my product, but if my product's no good, you still ain't going to buy it. But if I make my toys because boys in general like and it's not just that the boys like this. I mean, it's kind of ingrained in this. It's ingrained in humans because God created man and God created woman and he created them uniquely different in their DNA. Our DNA is different. And so with that means that boys have an innateness in them to like certain things. They gravitate towards certain things and girls don't, which is why when you see boys get together and play, they, they play sports, they roughhouse, they wrestle, they play Nerf guns and girls get together and they draw and they color and they play dolls and that's not all they do. It's not all they do. It's not all I want my daughter to do. It's not all I want my son to do. I want them to learn both. I want my son to learn how to cook and make sure he can clean correctly and take care of his house. And I want my daughter to learn how to protect herself and be strong and and put an elbow down when she needs to. Absolutely. But that doesn't make that doesn't make them the opposite gender. And if playing dolls with his sister makes him a good brother and helps him understand family dynamic better that's going to make him a better person but it's not going to make him a girl right and and so with with this new bill is saying that it's only marketed for toys and not toothbrushes or toothpaste those can still have that's because they're hitting at the marketing they're hitting at the marketing level right at the end 
at the end of the day, if a corporation says it's the, about the bottom, the bottom line, right? Who, like you said, it's a sale. So if they're going to, are they going to start making gender neutral toys here to, at these displays cases? Like, how are they going to fill that? Define a gender neutral toy. Right. Right. Someone tell me what a gender neutral toy is. Like I said, I create my product and I go, I want to make uh, the Nerf gun example. I want to make a Nerf gun. Am I going to go, what's gender neutral color? Green. Is <laughs> Who it? knows, right? Uh, you know, that's, that's that's what I mean. Like, what's a gender neutral color? Because, you know, I learned back in high school, my stepdad wore the color pink to work. I kind of looked at him funny one day and he goes, what, are you afraid of your masculinity? You can't wear pink? You, you Is your masculinity so fragile you can't wear purple? That was, that was, I think about that now. I'm like, that's like earth shattering because boys and boys, little boys. Oh no, pink. That's a girl color. No, son, that's not a girl color. That's the color pink. And if you are comfortable to wear the color pink, then wear the color pink. If it's made, if it's a man's shirt or a boy's shirt, and it happens to have the color pink or purple on it, it's a boy's shirt and a man's shirt. And they're boy's shirts and, and women, they're, they're cut differently. We like to wear clothes that are different. We like to we feel comfortable wearing different clothes. And you know what? I guess if you, honestly, if you feel comfortable wearing a lady's shirt or a lady's pants that are cut for them and that feels good and it, you think it looks good on you, great. I might not agree, but I don't have to. But that doesn't make you a woman because you wear women's clothes. Doesn't make you a woman because you put on makeup. And the idea that they're hitting at just toys is super manipulative. Super manipulative. That's something that I think um, is going to create more confusion, right? Because in my in my mind, in my opinion, I guess, people that do have this idea that I'm biologically a, a female, but I, I feel like a boy. I feel like a boy or a male, therefore I am, is a, is a confusion, and all this is going to do is create more confusion. You're going to have kids that really don't know what's going on and, you know, that need help shaping their understanding. And most kids, as long as they're not pu- pushed real hard one way or the other, are going to make the innate decision of, oh, I'm a boy and I'm a girl, right? That, that's why we're born that way. There is some innateness to it. But they're hitting at a very manipulative spot. It's the same spot that sugared cereals hit. Yeah, and the other thing I was thinking of too was like, like, like you mentioned earlier, why not clothes, but not why not the teenager section or why not the adult section where adults can make those decisions? Did they hit the video game section? I mean, I look at video games as a whole. I play video games. My kids play video games. I look at the video games as a whole. How do you make that gender neutral? Uh, who knows at this point? How am I supposed to take Uncharted 2 or take a zombie apocalypse, whatever, and right. make that gender neutral? Now, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not too savvy on the video games, but I just recently started letting my son play Fortnite. And I could be wrong. The default character you get right off the bat is a girl, right? A woman? I don't know. Fortnite, I don't know. So... Um, I don't think so. No, no, no. You get a default male and female. I asked him, hey, what? And so, okay, so we think about that, and, and you take that back, and video games should not be that way. Okay. Video games, the only character you got were guys before. And I, I know this. Okay. You only had guys. I mean, Mario. Yeah. 
you had a guy character and a guy character and a, a female in distress. And that was whatever, right? And it, it advanced into Mario 2 and you could play with Princess Peach or whatever, right? But those games were arguably in the same mm-hmm. time frame of, of thought, right? So why all of a sudden, why all of a sudden the inclusion of Peach as a character? Because it just makes sense. Not because it's gender neutral, just because it makes sense. You know, I look at, I play Call of Duty and there's the, the characters you can be on there. There's, there's boy characters and there's girl characters. And it just makes sense. I don't, I don't need the game to be, it's a war game. I don't need the game to be full of just men. If girls want to play it and they want to have a female character, they should be able to choose one. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. And if, if you think about Mario Brothers, right? The original game from the 80s. And what colors were they? Green and blue, red and blue. And what color was, was Pinterest Peep? Pink. Pink. Right. With a crown on. And there is something to say, hey, well, you know, she's the princess. But there is something to say. There is some... I guess you could make the argument that, yes, Call of Duty became gender neutral by the introduction of female characters that you could choose. Right. But to me, that's not the same thing as putting the toy aisle together and saying, well, you have to have a gender neutral toy display where your boy girls and your toy, your girl toys and your boy toys are mixed together in perfect harmony because that for some reason makes sense. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. If I'm if I'm a shopper, that makes zero sense. As the adult who's going to purchase these toys most of the time. Sometimes kids get some birthday money, some Christmas money. They go make their own purchases. But even then, as, as, a, as a shopper, as a, as a child, it, if I want to find a certain type of toy, and I'm going, say I'm going birthday shopping for my friend's daughter, your daughter. I'm going birthday shopping for your daughter. And I go out there, and I want to look for something that I know she's going to like. And I know, well, it's a, it's a more feminine type thing it's a lot easier to say these are the girl toys and these are the boy toys and i can go to those aisles and look now as a shopper i'm going to spend how much time weeding through going through the weeds to find the toys that i'm that i that my that my kids like or your kids like or whoever's kids like right when we're shopping it's so stupid right and that goes back again to the whole video game thing right who played video games i remember when i was a kid it was mostly my buddies boys all boys all the guys play video games. Voice. So all of a sudden now it's gender neutral to play video games because now there's female characters. Like you said, Mario Brothers 2. I, I just, it's a little concerning when it's just directed at toys. Well, you know, when I grew up, I didn't have a sister. I had a brother. And so we, I mean, we had a few female friends, but not like, I mean, when you're, you know, elementary school age, like we had, we had boyfriends. Like boys that were our friends and there were some girls that we knew. And at school, you talked to girls or whatever because they were there. But, man, you, we didn't go get the girls to go play baseball down at the park or basketball down at the park. Right. We took the boys and we went and played sports because that's who our friends were. And so it makes sense that when you played now, the idea like that's changing. I, I do. I do see that as changing. I don't I don't think there's a problem with it. My my daughter plays video games with boys from school and my son plays video games with girls for their friends with other and so there's a whole mixture of them on there, and I'm I'm okay with that, but I don't think we need to make there's no there doesn't need to be a terminology that became gender neutral in my opinion. It's just an evolution of it, of relationships has changed. Girls all of a sudden decided they want to play video games. Great, absolutely. Now once that changes again, it's just good marketing to say, oh, you want to play this here? Let me give you some characters to play it with, and then you'll purchase this game, or you'll buy this. Now there's skins. You'll buy this skin. Right. So 
I think it's just good marketing. It's not it's not change, trying to, to match genders together. Some of it just makes sense to happen. And then some of it doesn't. Taking taking the toys and mashing them together down aisles at the at the target makes zero sense. Because as a shopper, it's an inconvenience. What about Amazon? Mm-hmm. Does Amazon have to have a gender-neutral toy display now when you search for toys? Because they got more than 500 employees. Yeah, and they're everywhere. I mean, we're, t- we're talking convenience versus trying to tell boys and girls that they're the same. Because we put their toys on the same aisle? Like, I mean, I, I go, I, you know, there already are gender-neutral displays, I guess. Because you're right, you said mention the toothbrushes. The toothbrushes are side-by-side. The girl brushes and the, and the boy brushes are right there. Why? Because it makes sense to have dental hygiene products right next to each other. Right. And, and <laughs> now what doesn't make sense? <laughs> Sorry, this is, this is this is an off topic. What doesn't make sense is to go to CVS and have the Tylenol PMs in a different section than the freaking Tylenol, but that's a different topic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Guys, I, I wanted to send you a picture of my local CVS locks up regular Tylenol and regular Advil oh, behind glass, lock and key. At my local CVS. Let's get into the craziness that goes on in stores. But as you talk about the, the whole idea behind gender, and there's a couple of guys that I really like when it comes to this topic. Uh, ben Shapiro and Matt Walsh. And at the end of the day, I think I played softball in a league that there was a there was a transgendered, I don't know which way it goes, a transgendered male that Thought he was female or is a transgender female that was male? I'm not sure exactly how that dynamic works. And it's not to be rude or impolite. And it's not, it's not that I necessarily don't care. I, you know, I don't care either way, to be honest. It's just, I just don't keep track of the terms, which is a whole other thing about is it he, she, Z, X, Y, blah, blah, blah. Like the, the I think Dave Chappelle calls it the gender alphabet, but that's probably offensive to some people. Um and my, my point isn't to be offensive, but this biological male played in this league as a female. And so this team basically had an extra male body on the team on the field. Okay, fine. I don't really care. What bothered me was there was a difference in rules between what the guys were allowed to use for a bat and what the girls were allowed to use for a bat. And the difference in this case is actually dangerous. Because those rules are put in place that say a biological male is stronger than a biological female. And therefore, I can't use this bat because if I use that type of bat and I hit that ball at a female, I could hurt them. Right. But this woman, who is biologically a man, was allowed to use that bat. So there it is. My my wife playing this sport where they've determined that you can't use certain stuff because you could hurt someone on the other side, basically said, well, that person isn't a risk. No, that person, that's a huge risk. Absolutely. And, and honestly, again, if somebody got hurt there, you ha- I think there's there's got to be legal room to say, look, you put these rules in place and you're not following your own rules. Like, yes, this person claims to be a female, but biologically they're all men. And then you look at what's going on with Harvard and the swim team and like all the sports in general where they're allowing women women's sports to have biological males compete because they say they're a woman. And then uh, they, what they don't mention is that those males, because biologically they're males are crushing them. Yes. By, by massive amounts, they're, they're crushing them and taking away all their achievements. <laughs> yes. And, and Matt Walsh made a great point. He was on, um, was it Matt Walsh? 
Yeah, Matt Walsh, he was, when he was on Dr. Phil and he was talking about it's, it's ingrained in our DNA, which is why you can dig up a body years from now, check their bones and know if they were male or female. And physically, they're different. Physically. Because it's ingrained in us. So, to you know, the, the conversation that went on on Dr. Phil's show and with Matt Walsh and he did an excellent job in saying basically defining what is a woman biologically woman. And, and one part that I was, I don't know if I just missed it or there's edit or whatever, but he, you know, he was asked, um, he asked what a woman was and they kind of explained it and asked him what a woman was. He said, was biologically has all the reproductive parts of woman. And their response was, well, what if you have a person who has those parts, but can't be reproduced? Are they still a woman? And I'm like, just cause the parts don't work. Doesn't mean they're not the same. Now there are some outliers. There really are some outliers out there. And it, because of genetics and you know our our belief in the way the world works um there there's mutations in genetics and things like that because because things aren't perfect um yeah that you are going to have some outliers where you have some issues where somebody was born with different biological genitalia and, and they're somewhere in the middle but those are like so far in few cases that you handle them on a one-off one basis and the general population who's anatomy matches the way it's supposed to you say look boys are boys and girls are girls and that is true and you can feel any way you want you can feel happy one moment and you can feel sad the next you can feel like a girl one moment you can feel like a boy the next moment and and but at the end of the day it doesn't change who you are and i should not and this is one of the things that ben shapiro and matt walsh both say that i i love i should not be made to buy into Matt Walsh called it a delusion, your delusion. Um, I forget how Ben Shapiro phrases it, but I should not be made to to buy into your untruth. Right, right. Because I, I'm on the same boat. I'm like, feel however you want to feel. And you could feel like my sycamore tree that's waving in the wind right now for all I care. But don't force me to then have to force my kids to say, well, you can't call that person a he anymore. He feels like a tree today. You know, and the, Matt Walsh's point was really good at this. And it's really, it's really, it's not, and Ben, ben Shapiro makes the same point, And it's not disrespectful for me to call a biological male a male because it's true. That doesn't make it disrespectful. I mean, I could be, I could be rude about it and I could be mean about it, but Simply saying that a biological male is still a male is not is not rude. It's not it, it's it's truth. And when you have that truth and you want me to buy into your do you want me to tell my kids to call a biological male a female and, and force them to lie? I'm not doing that. I'm not. And 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 what's crazy now is that here in California, I don't know what it is where you are, a lot of those things are trickling into the school system. Yes, they are. And that's one of the reasons why my kids don't, you know, I'm fortunate enough to be able to afford a, a private education for them. But there it is, it, it's a matter of you're a boy, here's the boy line. Girl, here's a girl line. Plain and simple. It is what it is, right? It's, it's extremely funny. Go on to an Amazon website and tell me how many genders you can search for for sizes of shirts. Last time I checked, I think it was only two. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and and the the crazy part you can't you can't check for the XE or the XI or the YE or whatever. I, how many different or the them? 
words. Yeah, them? Like, I'm going to call you something plural when it's only one of you? I, I don't know where you get off thinking that I can be called a them because I, I want to be called a them. And, you know, it, I can't buy into that. I can't buy I Words have meaning behind them. And you can't change the meaning of them. You're one person. You you feel like more than one person. You probably do need to go have a medical exam if you feel like more than one person, because there's something going on there. I mean, yeah. And, and the other thing that it gets real touchy is using the restrooms. I don't know about anybody else who's listening, but if my daughter is in a woman's restroom using the restroom, and a man walks in there because he feels like he's a woman, we're going to have an issue. I'm not a big guy. I'm not crazy, but we're going to have an issue. Ain't no man going into no restroom with my daughter or my wife, period. If my daughter or my wife, I 100% agree. And if my daughter or my wife is in a bathroom, a man will not be walking into that bathroom. Absolutely. Now, once my wife and my daughter are done, go to the bathroom you like. Yeah. My right to protect my family. You want to go in the women's bathroom after my family's out of there? Go ahead, but you ain't going in there while they're in there. This ain't happening. Those are the gray lines that are happening, and I don't understand it. And- well, and they're pushing them into schools, which is even worse because I'm not there to I'm not there to stop that. You know, and as far as I know, South Carolina's not doing that type of stuff. But I know California is. California thinks they're they're the end all be all to progressive ideology and uh, yeah I, I i could rant for that the other thing this too is now there it's starting to trickle into food right i don't know if you've seen it's uh been a tiktok my wife showed me a little bit ago a couple days ago about m&ms and how the m&ms the green one i think is the female and they're going to take the heels off of her and make it more gender neutral and they're going to take the orange guy because his shoes are always untied automatically think that he's a boy and now he's going to be able to tie his shoes and they're m&ms they're m&ms it's food this makes my brain hurt makes my brain so what is so if you take the heels off of the one and it becomes what neutral but how is it neutral if it doesn't look like a if all the other m's that have been representatives as boys look a certain way and you take the one that was representing a female and you make it look like the other ones didn't you just take its representation and make it look like a boy or did you just take the heels off of the girl and give her tennis shoes right at that point so how because if she keeps the female voice if she keeps the female voice but she loses the heels did she her feet just hurt and she needed some flats like what is going on here yeah because you didn't really change the display of anything you didn't really change. There's no way to you have you have two sounding voices out there in the world: a, fem, a more feminine and a more masculine. Right? Some guys have really deep voices, and oh, I sound like a big dude. But and then some have lower pitched voices and sound more towards. And then you have, yeah, but you, you listen to people. You can clearly most of the time. Again, there's some outliers. Most of the time, you can clearly tell what side of the spectrum they're on. They're either, they're either male or they're female. And that was the other thing, too. The orange one uh, apparently walks around with his shoes untied. So automatically somebody thought that there was something wrong with him. That's stereotyping is what it is. So (laughs) if I walk around with my shoes untied, is it either 
A, there's something wrong with me and I don't know how to tie my shoes, or I don't really care. They're shoelaces. I'm a grown adult. If I want to walk around with my shoes untied. (laughs) I'm a male. Am I supposed to be offended by that? Like, because the guy with the shoes that were untied is automatically believed to be a boy. Am I supposed to be offended that guys don't know how to tie their shoes or guys are slobs? I mean, am I supposed to be taking offense to this? Yeah. (laughs) But that's the craziness that we get into, right? And then that's unfortunately, there's one side that they do take offense to it. There are people out there that literally take offense to it because, yo, you portrayed this Eminem to look a certain way. And I'm offended because I am that. I am. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guy. And you portrayed that guy as a guy, but he looks like a slob. And therefore, I'm offended. Right. Now, this is just Eminem's. But if you take a look, another big market, I mean, big market, this cereal boxes. Can you think of a cereal box that has a female on it? No. Right? It's Tony the Tiger, Captain Crunch, Count Chocula, the the three little guys from the Rice Krispies treats or Rice Krispies. So that's definitely a holdover from a time gone by. And I don't have a problem. I have a problem with the way they're trying to force gender neutralism. But I don't have a problem with you putting a female character on a cereal box. I don't. Yeah, I. It, it was an example. I'm like, why hasn't the cereal boxes have been hit right? And at the same time, if, is, is there a need to? Exactly. Is there a need to? But at the same time, okay. So if there is a need or not, if I'm General Mills and I want to put a female character on the freaking Rice Krispie treats, or Rice Krispies, or whatever, you know, maybe give the Lucky Charms guy a girlfriend, or I don't know. But I, I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem if they, I do have a problem though, if they want to give the Lucky, Lucky Charms guy a boyfriend. I do have a problem with that because there is traditional values that are out there and that might make some people feel excluded. Oh, I feel excluded and I'm hurt because there's not a cereal box that represents my sexual lifestyle. <laughs> well, they're doing it with M&Ms. I mean... Yeah, I, I... But think about that. I, I'm I'm on the fringe. Less than 3% of the population is of that lifestyle. And my emotional fragility is such that because there's not a, a, a man and man or woman and woman cereal box display that I'm somehow less of a person, I would think, I would think that if you are in that outlier group, that you are that comfortable with yourself, that something like that shouldn't really bother you. That you should be able to say, I am, like I said, with the pink shirt. If I'm comfortable in my masculinity, then a pink shirt does not offend me. And you could say, because I say that, well, why does a picture of a boy and a boy on a box offend you if it's a you know boyfriend and boyfriend on a cereal box? And I'm not saying I'm offended by it necessarily. If General Mills did that, that's up to General Mills. But what I am saying is that I believe in the traditional family unit and the traditional family unit is what most of the world's population believes in. And there is something to saying, not the word normal is kind of, nobody's really normal, (laughs) but there is, there are norms, gender norms, family norms. Those things are huge. And we'll get into those in later episodes because there is the family, the family unit and the normalness of a family unit and what that means to your kids as they grow up. 
Now, that's not to say that the two people that are outliers and there are two gay men raising a adopted baby that they can't raise a good kid. That's not what I'm saying. People are people. But at the, at the end of the day, to be offended because I'm in an outlier group and there's nothing that represents my outlier group on, we've been talking cereal boxes, right? There's nothing that represents my outlier group on a cereal box that I'm somehow so fragile that my world's collapsing around me and I must, I must make my voice heard for the 3% of the population. You know what? You know what? Go make your own cereal and put whatever you want on the box. And, and if you can survive, your cereal company can survive with 3% of the population and how many ever that 3% of the population buys cereal and you can have a thriving business. Why not go have your thriving business, live it up. The, the problem is that people are, there are people out there that are truly offended by it. Well, I'm not really offended by, by it. You live your lifestyle how you want. I live mine how I want. Just don't force yours on me and I won't force your mine on you. So, I mean, I said, yeah, put, give him a girlfriend on the box, but okay. Don't give him a girlfriend on the box. Produce a box that has a boy character or produce a box that has a girl character and stick them on the, just produce them at random and stick them out there. And whatever ends up on the freaking shelf ends up on the shelf. And if you pull one out and the next one behind is a girl, great. And they pull the next one out and it's still a girl too. Great. Like, whatever. So I, I don't run around telling people, oh, you should have a traditional marriage. And, you know, I don't run around telling people that. So don't run around and tell that, tell me that I should have to, I don't run around making out with my wife in public. Some people do that stuff. I don't. And so public displays of affection are a whole different thing. And I live my life. Don't, don't take your beliefs and force them on me and I won't force mine on you. And that's supposed to be the way that things work in this country. And I, I believe in the God of the Bible. I believe Jesus came and died for our sins. I believe that. But, and I can, I can share that with you. And if you say, huh, I don't really like that. I don't believe it. I don't want to hear it. Okay, I move on. That's, not, that's, that's your loss in a way. It's not my loss. If, if I went and, and said, I believe these things and I think you should, but if you choose not to, then, then you get to make your own choice. And to me, it's the same thing with, with marriage. It's the same thing with relationships. Now, again, taking the word marriage and saying, okay, why can't two guys have a, a marriage license? Because marriage has always been defined as a certain thing. You want to have a partnership license? I think they should have all the same legal rights. I do think they should have all the same legal rights. There's no reason they should have different legal rights than a traditional married couple. But marriage is sacred. Marriage isn't a civil thing. Marriage is a, is a religious thing. Marriage is a is a biblical thing and absolutely to take marriage and try and turn it into something that is because we, we recognize marriage. I'm sorry. I don't, I, I could care less whether the state or the County or the, the federal government recognizes my marriage. What's important to me is God recognizes my marriage and my, 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 my commitment to my wife made before God is more important than my commitment made before the government because the government at any time can change their opinion on what they feel. And so if you want to have that that relationship with someone of the same sex, you should have that relationship. If that's what you feel is up to you, I think it's wrong. I, I think that that's not that's not the way we're intended to be. But you get the freedom to make a choice. And I just saying like, to me, you should be able to have a, a civil. And maybe that's the difference. Maybe it should be a a civil marriage license and a religious marriage or. or that type of marriage license, right? Maybe it should be titled a little bit differently if they want to have the word. And that's part of the problem is why they're not there. They were upset. At one point, I think they did have, well, what did they call it for a while? Um, well, they call it domestic partnerships kind of now, 
But there was a there was something where they called it and, and people were upset. Oh, no, because I can't use the word marriage. I'm offended. Again, why are you offended that you can't use a word that's been traditionally used in a certain way for, for generations? I can be offended with you if you don't get the same legal rights as I do. And we should stand together for that. But the fact that you want to use the same word that I use and you're upset that I think you shouldn't use that word, have a self-check because it's just a word. And people can say, oh, well, it's just a word. Let them use it. But words have meanings. Words have meanings. So, I mean, it's, you know, people can make arguments. And I, I'm sure that if there are people who do listen to this, we'll probably get some comments off of that. And, you know, it might be nearsighted. But I think at the same time, there's as long as we have all the same legal rights, you're not different than me. No, and that's something that I agree with you 100%. It's like, as long as you have your legal rights, you're not hurting anybody. Do what you want to do. You're not hurting kids. You're not hurting anybody else. Do what you want to do. But don't force it on me. Don't tell me that you have to sit here and listen to me. You have to sit here and buy my gender. No, I don't. You have to call me by my preferred pronoun. No. Well, I like Matt Walsh's preferred pronouns on the show. Hey, you have to call me brilliant and handsome. Every time you address me, that's stupidity. That's absolute stupidity. It might be true. I might be brilliant. And I might be handsome, but that doesn't mean you should have to be required to call me that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I might not be. Some people might think I am. Some people might think I'm not. But at the end of the day, if we're not forcing each other to agree to everything, because we're never going to agree on everything, we're going to be constantly fighting and, and separated. And when we're separated like that, that and there's no unity, that other factions win and that, that goes into race and other things like that when when there are certain entities that want us to be divided and whether it's in race whether it's in religion whether it's in sexuality they want us to be divided now i'm saying i don't think that it's a healthy lifestyle i don't think that i, I mean you know what would i do if one of my kids if that was the lifestyle that one of my kids chose i i love on them i don't know you know but I, i'm not going to ostracize them for it but I hope to, that they recognize that, it's a, that they're choosing a lifestyle. As it's a choice, right? I'm, you're choosing to be a man in woman's clothes, or you're choosing to, you know, like a certain sex. And there's a lot of conversation about how you're not, it's not chosen, you're born with it. It's, it's who you are, it's the way you are. I could get into again the what we believe in the way that man was created and that there there was an ultimate sin that caused things to turn bad. You guess you could get into to a conversation and maybe make a rational debate of you know what M- maybe they're right. Maybe that is the way that they were born because the fall of man and sin and genes are messed up and things like that. Maybe you could make that argument. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you get to go against what we're taught. And as far as the Bible says, you know, I could at the end of the day, like have that feeling towards a guy and I can choose to act on it or I can choose not to. And because, I mean, if there's people out there that have those feelings towards guys and women, we have sexual category for that. They're choosing which one they want. So what makes you think that you're not in the same category? Because, I mean, I'm straight. And I know I see handsome men out there, men that, I mean, they're jacked, their muscles, whatever, like that dude's jacked and he's got, he's good. I mean, he obviously attracts a lot of women. Like I can tell that he's handsome. It doesn't mean that I'm gay. You know, I, I, at the, I could like to have moisturizer and get my nails done and 
that, that doesn't mean that I'm gay. It just means that I like my hands soft and my nails still look nice. So people are making choices. I see women that are attractive. I see men that I see. Uh, not that I'm saying that I'm attracted to them, but I can see that they are attractive, right? And so if if there is this group that says, hey, I, I can pick and choose. And then there's a group that says, well, we can't pick and choose. We were born this way. And there's a group that says, hey, I'm choosing this. It, 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 you got one group, again, a small portion of the population, an outlier group saying, saying one thing. And it's really, it's really you have to, you have to appease me. You have to make me feel welcome to the community. And I think we should make people feel welcome. I don't think we should ostracize anybody for what they, what their sexual orientation or belief is. And I have people in my family that are, and I don't, I don't treat them any different. And I would be really upset if somebody did. Right. Right. But that's what, that what, that is what makes this country such a great country. You and I don't have to agree on everything. And you and I, you know, don't have to disagree on everything. We could agree on a lot of things. We could disagree on a lot of things, but that's not going to change my point of view towards you. You're still a human being. You still have that love for that person because that person is a person, male or female. It's a compassion. Yeah, it's sad, though, that there is, there is, unfortunately, of that small part of the population, there's a small part of that population that says, if you don't agree with me, you're an evil person and we can't get along. And that, that's such a waste because you can come together on things and you can coexist, as the bumper sticker says, in many ways, respectfully. And it doesn't mean I hate you. And that, there's a big misconception there that, oh, you're a Christian. You must hate gay people. No, not at all. I can disagree with your lifestyle. It doesn't mean I hate you. And I've been a couple times to church where they talk about this and they talk about, hey, we choose and pretend that some sins are bigger than others. And and this is where this is where this really kicks in for me. Right. Is, hey, you might be an alcoholic and I tolerate that. So I hang out with you. Oh, you're gay, but I don't tolerate that. So I don't hang out with you. Those are the same weight at the end of the day in, in biblical teaching. But yet we as human beings assign a level of wrongness to them. And I, I, I try to say that's not, you know. That's not me. And I say that's not me, but, and I don't treat, I try not to treat people differently. I was taught growing up and oddly enough, or I guess not oddly enough, but I was taught growing up, it doesn't matter what your skin color is. You treat everybody with the same dignity, no matter what their skin color is. Purple, yellow, green, blue, black, white, brown. I treat you the same. And again, in biblical teaching, we are, we are, we are the same. You Different skin color, doesn't matter. We are the same. Now, what was surprising to me, um, might not be surprising to a lot of people out there, because especially, people, I guess, older people are going to recognize this, that, you know, I met my grandfather on my dad's side of the family essentially twice. I, I went back and visited him in Pennsylvania, and this is, oh, I must have been five years, six years old, maybe a little older, and um, I met him for like 10 minutes. Only time, like the only time in my life I met him. And then when he got older and I got older in high school, they had brought him and my grandmother had been separated for years. They brought him back out because he needed someone to watch him. And my other family in Pennsylvania wasn't capable to do it. So my aunt brought him out and he was living with my dad and my grandma. And I didn't know this. And I go over to visit and I'm sitting there and the Steve Harvey show comes on. I'm like, cool, Steve Harvey show. He looks over at me and he goes, you believe they let these beef on TV? And I was like, what did he say? <laughs> I mean, I was literally like, 
I literally, I, I didn't say anything. I got up, I walked into the next room. I had asked my dad, I said, you know what he just said to me? And my dad's like, he's from a different era. And there was a time that was okay. And it's not okay. It's not okay. It wasn't okay then. But my dad, my, my grandpa who raised my dad thought that that was okay. My dad did not think that that was okay. So he didn't take the example that was given from his from his dad down. He his example changed. I don't know what it was that changed it. I, I don't know much about my grandpa. I have zero idea. I mean, I know he was in World War II. I know he got a Purple Heart and a Bronze Star for actions in World War II. Did some courageous things. Obviously, I, I, it's my understanding that he was an alcoholic, and that was part of the reason my my grandmother and my, my grandfather separated. And obviously, not a perfect person. Nobody is. Um, and who knows, maybe in his, in his old senile way, I don't know, maybe when he wasn't as old and, or as, I don't know if he's going to say that he was senile, but he did always ask me the same question every time I saw him. So I think there was some senile issues there. Um, maybe he wasn't like that when he was, you know, 50 to 60 years old, but when he got to be 70 and he couldn't remember what was going on, he just reverted back to what was normal in their time. And so I'm very grateful that my, my dad didn't teach me that. I'm grateful that my dad didn't learn that. And think that that was okay to ever say something like that. Um, so it's it, it's probably a conversation we'll get into on another episode. And it, but it goes to show that my dad taught me also. Then when it gets back to the gender, is that it doesn't matter what your sexual orientation is. We treat people with respect, and that's that's where I was going with that. Is that it, your skin color, your sexual orientation, you, heck, even your political beliefs. We treat everybody with respect, and dignity. So that that's where I come from. That's what I like. That's what I try to do. That's what I want to teach my kids. That's why I hope my kids grow up and, and understand that, that I don't look at you different if you're a woman and you're my boss is if it was a man and my boss. I don't. I, I mean, my industry, there are some very smart women in my industry and I'd be absolutely stupid to not listen to them. So I think we're, we're running a little long on this one, but I think the conversation has been good. Yeah, we could definitely, we'll definitely probably circle back around to it. Well, I know we'll circle around to race and, and things like that, which is an extra, extra topic topic. Like it's the, it's the top of the, it's the top of the, what do they call that? Um, I guess fire topics, right? It's a good topic. We could, yeah, but we'll, we'll get it to, We'll get into different topics. These are just the top, the touchy ones that you know we feel that we need to bring it up and shed a little light to it. But uh, we'll get into different topics, some fun topics, food, you know, cooking and grilling, and you know. Yeah, we're hoping to bring some guests on that are kind of into those things um, or or know a lot about those things. Um, food, and specifically, I have I have a buddy who's a chef, uh, a trained chef, so. You know, we'll be able to bring in somebody that really knows what they're talking about. And obviously he knows what he's talking about. And there's going to be people out there that are going to disagree with him. I have watched enough show cooking shows on TV to know that chefs disagree with each other all the time. Again, this is, this is our opinion. It's our commentary. Uh, we do give some data to go with it and you're able to look that up um, type of thing. So we try to make sure we preface a lot of what we say by this is my opinion. This is my belief. This is what I think. It's not. This is fact. I said it. It came from it came from my mouth. It must be true because that's not us. That's not it. So we're hoping to get somebody on that's that's kind of started a few businesses and run some businesses and talk about that a little bit. 
And yeah, we'll also uh, get into some families. So. Yeah, I think the next couple episodes, we're going to talk about our family, a little bit raising family, with some things we experience going through the ages. Our kids are eight and 10 ish. And they're very similar in what goes on around them. So it kind of gives us a, a common talking point. And we hope you guys appreciate that as well. And we look forward to uh, the next episode. Well, everyone, that was our show. Thank you for listening. If you like what we're doing here and enjoyed the show and any of our topics, please follow us on Instagram at city underscore two underscore country underscore podcast or on our site at anchor.fm forward slash from the city to the country. Thank you. Until next time. Bye.